Hello and welcome to episode 10. Episode 10? Episode 10, bloody hell. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the making of Playing With Songs. There we are then, you've finally seen the very first episode of Playing With Songs after a full nine episodes of The Making Of, and that was uh, about a song, Today Is The Day, that I wrote for my friend's birthday back when I was working on the ship, so I hope you enjoyed the song, and all being well, um, in a few weeks' time, there will be another episode four weeks after that one. So if that came out, and then this is 10, 11, 12... Uh, after episode 12 of The Making Of, that would have been four weeks, wouldn't it? Oh, let me just check. Yes, that's right. It was episode 12. So after episode 12 of The Making Of, Playing With Songs, you then get to learn a bit more about how I played each part on the guitar. So it'll be a little bit of a how-to. I think just to make it a bit more straightforward, we'll just call it Playing With Songs, Today Is The Day, How To Sing And Play, or Playing With Songs, How To Sing And Play, Today Is The Day, just so it's a bit clearer if anyone's searching on YouTube or on Google they'll find it rather than calling it breakdown because it might get a bit confusing. Okay so yeah I hope you enjoyed that last week and I hope that was a bit of fun for you and there's plenty more to come in time. Um, so today I just want to talk first about um, a different start I've had to t today um, in that um, you may already know about you know the Wim Hof you can check that out I'll put a link in the show notes and he's, he advocates these cold showers and this this breathing method and I was kind of doing the Wim Hof a bit in the morning and it was helping a bit but I was never quite always doing it properly and the cold showers because I live on my own and I don't see many people very often I'm not very inclined to shower every single day because you, you never see anyone so it doesn't really make much of a difference it's only every few days but I um, was getting very very down went through another deep depression and anxiety spiral and was beginning to feel rather suicidal, which um, isn't very nice, is it? And, and also very angry with a lot of rage, wanting to break a few more guitars. And I thought, you know, having learnt what I've learnt about how your brain very much changes shape when you're in these kind of different states or over time and you kind of get these learned behaviours, you know, people that are angry all the time have different um, shaped brains than people that are calm all the time. Um, and that's not because they were born that way. It's usually more likely down to how they've been brought up or or what's happened to them in their life, more importantly. And so it made me sort of think, well, let me look up, you know, what's different with people that are experiencing rage and what's different with people that have experienced suicidal thoughts. And so I came up, I came across some useful information and I was trying to reference it again just now so I could clarify the facts, but I can't find the websites now. But they mentioned something about inflammation in the brain and that could have well have been the case because I had a friend over, which we had a great time, but I ate lots of very processed foods, didn't get as much sleep, uh, and that may have contributed to some inflammation in the body and in the brain. Um, and then it talked about um, 
microglial activation, which was like a part in the middle of the brain that could potentially be more activated when you know you're in these heightened states and these angry states and and possibly these like suicidal states. Um, and because I kind of knew this, I kind of knew deep down, look, I'll get through this day and I know I'll feel better once I've had a sleep because when you sleep, it flushes away a lot of the bad things. The inflammation will go down in some regards um, and you will feel a bit better. And I did, which was nice. Um, but I was still rather stressed out. And I think one of the other things that was really playing in my mind was the uncertainty over this summer contract and the uncertainty over the visa situation. So I sent another email, very formal, very kind of point blank. Look, and you know, unless we can find a way to move forward with the visas, then I'll have to back out. Um, and thankfully, she replied in a nice formal way as well, you know, uh, which, I, which is good. So she understood the tone I was going for. Um, and one of the things she pointed out that hasn't been brought up yet, to my knowledge, was that the reason we wouldn't yet apply for a visa, even if we had all the information, is because the start date could change because of these COVID restrictions. Um, and therefore, that could affect the cost of the visa. And so in some ways, it wouldn't make sense to say this is the job and these are the start dates when we don't actually know what the start dates are going to be. So I'm so grateful to her that she said that. And I, and I told her as much in my reply, saying, thanking her so many times, because for me, that takes all the pressure off, that takes away all the uncertainty. And my goodness, it's such a relief, because now I just won't worry about anything. I've got a pretty good idea which visa we're going to go for. And I'll just wait until I receive a start date and then go ahead and apply. And, you know, may, maybe the visas will take a while to go through and maybe that will also delay the start date. But it just seems that, unfortunately, it's going to have to be the way that it's going to have to be. So, yes, I managed to pull myself out of this rut again, thankfully. And... Um, I was just thinking in the long term, I don't want to keep falling down into these ruts. And so I did have a little look online and I found um, a website that's got this great document going through a lot of things that I'm sure all of you are already aware of. And then a lot of things that some of us aren't. Um, and it even mentioned one of my favourite techniques that does also help me, which is emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Um, which uh, I don't know if I've talked about tapping before, but um, broadly speaking, you could like if you were doing tapping for pain, you would sort of tap on this point and say, even though I feel all this pain, I totally completely love, honour and accept myself. Even though I feel all this pain, I totally love and accept myself. Even though I feel this pain, I totally completely love, honour and accept myself. And then you go through these other points saying, all this pain, all this pain, all this pain, so painful. I wonder what it's all about. I wonder if I can let it go. I wonder if I can let go of this pain, letting it go, letting it go. And you take a breath. And then, and you know, what that does is, um, is tapping these points helps calm down the amygdala because the amygdala is like the fight or flight response. And, uh, you know, the bigger that is in your brain, the more uh, easily you're going to become anxious. Uh, and the more of exercises like that are going to, in the long term, reduce the size of the amygdala and... and make you a lot more resilient to stress so yes yeah, so long-term solution i've done today proper cold shower because i usually do a bit of a cold shower oh that'll do this time i thought no just keep pushing it because if you think about it wim hof himself slowly gradually built up and built up and what i had been doing was thinking well that'll do but i think it's probably better for me you know be very careful with you know with yourself don't push yourself too far but like 
I think each time I'm just going to go a little bit further than the last time. Um, because the one thing I noticed with the cold showers, having it really, really cold, especially this area around my shoulders, was like proper painful, like, you know, like it's going to burn or something. And I thought, well, surely if you give it a little splash, then after a while your body's going to react and it's not going to it's not going to hurt then, is it? And I thought, all right, well, I'll do that. So I did that sort of in and out, in and out. And then, yeah, it got used to it. And at one point it just started to feel warm, uh, the water, which was nice. And that was a very calming once I've got through all of it. And I, I read that cannabinoids, which I think are also found in cannabis, <laughs> not cannabis, cannabinoids are also found in cannabis, but I don't, I don't like to do drugs, um, also get released when you have these really cold showers. Um, and that also helps reduce the microglial activation in the brain. So I was thinking, you know, if I can find ways to reduce that activation, I'm less likely to have this chronic rage, probably less likely to get um, really depressed, anxious and suicidal, you know, which isn't very isn't very useful for anyone, is it, feeling like that? Um, so I therefore did that today, and then I didn't do my Wim Hof breathing when I first woke up, but I did it just, just now, just before I had my breakfast. Um, and that seemed to be a better time to do it, I think. I think this might be a better timing. It might be all about fitting in in the right timing. So get up, quickly clean your teeth, proper, proper cold shower, which helps release some of these cannabinoids. And then a proper Wim Hof breathing, which I don't know all about it, but I know that it um, it's hyperventilation and it's pushing out all of the CO2 from your body like in a well not necessarily in a good way well I guess it is in a good way but in the short term it's not in a good way what makes it a good way is the retention of the breath after the hyperventilation because it's at that time when your body's in this state of shock and stress that it's able to rebalance itself and reduce um, the oxygen in the body um, because we often have too much oxygen there's a book written I've not read it yet but I was listening to the author being interviewed called Breath um, was explaining that you know an awful lot of us breathe through our mouth. I breathe through my mouth. I've also got a bit of a, if you can see, it's like slightly wonky. If I really wanted to breathe through my nose easily, I would need some surgery. Maybe I'll have that at some point. Um, so the the point I'm making there is that breathing through the nose, you get a lot more oxygen in. You get a much balance, better balance in carbon dioxide, and there's a whole host of other huge, huge benefits. So I'm going at this from a few angles. We've got to bring the cold showers back to reduce the microglial activation, um, get the Wim Hof breathing, <clears throat> ideally in a time before I'm going to be doing something uh, or I really want to be uh, operating on full tilt, believe it or not. It's only when I do these episodes that I really want to be operating at full tilt. And you might notice in the previous making of episode, before the Playing the Songs episode, I recorded it after I'd come up with the bits on the guitar. And what I've found is playing these parts on the guitar takes a huge amount of creativity um, for me. And I don't have as many, you know, varieties of things in, in my mind. I'm just actually trying to work things out and trying to make something that sounds decent and really pushing my ability and my creativity. And so by the time I finish that, I'm a bit... <laughs> A bit worn out, you know, my brain's a bit fried. So you might notice in the episode that by the time uh, when I'm recording the talky bits, I'm maybe a little bit more knackered. So hopefully I'm a little bit more on it this time and I'm beginning to warm up, so I'm going to take off my hoodie. So this is more of a plan, I think, to keep up long term. I mean, if you read a lot of people's experiences with uh, the Wim Hof 
method. They say, oh, yeah, it was brilliant, it was great, and oh, but I don't do it all the time. But when I get a bit down, yeah, I'll do it again. And so I'm kind of thinking, well, I can't really afford not to do it because otherwise I think I'm going to fall back into these habits. Even when I was a young young kid, if I, I'd get frustrated with my bike and then try and smash it and break it. And so that part's always been there, um, and that's always going to come out, I would think, under these these stressful situations. So if I can keep doing these actions instead to reduce, 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 hopefully I can stay a bit more on the level. I was thinking of it a little bit like a like a you know, a meter that goes up and hopefully you can see all of this to say like, you know, that would be optimum and that would be like, you know, everything's gone wrong. <laughs> and I was thinking I'm probably more in the middle and if if too much stress or whatever or lack of sleep, I sort of keep dipping and, and literally dropping and hitting and thinking, okay, it's the end, it's the end of the world, right? Oh, no, it's the end of the world. No, okay, I'm okay, I've got everything all right, I've got it all right. It'll just sort of peter up and then, oh, back down again. And this is kind of a cycle I've been going through every week. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. No, no, okay, no, it's the end of the world. No, it's okay, it's okay. No, no, let's just end everything. So what I'm thinking is... Um, if I can do all these techniques and it can create this resilience, maybe I can be more in a position where we're starting, you know, closer to here. And then, oh, no, it's going wrong. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, no, it's going wrong. Oh, no, it's OK, actually. Oh, it's beginning to go wrong. No, it's fine. And um, I think that's a position that, you know, some people are in who, who are a bit more emotionally stable. But, um, you know, I think it's very much down to what is in the brain and how big certain areas are. And, you know, we can control it through neuroplasticity and change the shape of our brain and change the way it works. Uh, one last thing I'll say on this is, um, again, like a great podcast. I think I mentioned it the, a couple of weeks ago is uh, Hidden Brain. They were talking about laughter. And they said, interestingly, I think laughter releases like some of the, some of the great hormones you'd get from meditation, some of the great hormones you'd get from... Was it was it meditation and sex and something else? I can't remember. It was three. It was three things anyway, um, all together. So that was another little tact I tried, just watching more comedy. And it, it was saying how like, you know up to like twenty three or something like the age of twenty three, like we laugh loads and loads and loads, and then suddenly we stop laughing. And I think it's uh, mostly a cultural thing. I think because we just feel like we're expected to be serious adults and to get on with things and that. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I called this playing with songs because I want it to feel more like play and to be a bit more fun. So, yeah, so I've got all of those angles and I think the most important thing for me to take away from it and um, if you can take away anything from this too, if you do try out things like Wim Hof and the cold showers, is to keep doing it um, because it's so easy to get into that position where you've done all these great things and now you're feeling, hey, I'm great, I feel fantastic. And just, and then you suddenly feel rubbish a week later and think, oh no, now I feel awful. And I, and I think, I maybe part of it is because there's so many stresses in, I don't know, modern life, that there's always things sort of chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And I feel like techniques like the cold showers and the Wim Hof breathing are just keeping you from dropping down and dropping down and you know it makes me wonder obviously that there's probably other lifestyles out there that you could possibly choose that would reduce these things anyway but I think if we're going to choose to live in our modern life as it stands then these are great countermeasures for living in a way which probably isn't overly natural for human beings to be to be living in you know especially to be living on our own so much it's not natural even before this pandemic.
So, yeah, so that's my thoughts on that. And this is my plan going forward. And next up, I'm going to fill you in on where we've got to next with playing with songs. So I've been spending like the last day trying to set up the Patreon page and set up the tiers and, and some kind of artwork. I think this is, you know, it's very much going to be a project that's going to build in time. And at the moment, it feels like, oh, my God, it's all building too fast because the plan was to go to pa- get Patreon, get a, get some basic version of Instagram and Facebook all happening at once. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is turning into so much work um, and on top of getting these making of episodes out and it means that let me just um, look at my notes yeah it means that I need to record um, this episode that I'm recording for you now um, and then to upload the edit and upload the previous one and get the main episode of today's the day up which um, at the time of recording is not yet up there and then I need to start filming uh, How to Sing and Play Today is the Day, which should be the following one. So it's really all happening. And on top of that, the um, summer season is happening. And that's been stressing me out a lot because I'm still quite a way away from getting about 10 of the songs ready out of the 33. And I kind of put that on hold because I just didn't think the job was going to happen, you see. I just thought this visa situation would just fall through. And so the fact that it's not fallen through... Now I need to keep that practice going. I may only have three or four weeks before I'm away um, and working. It means that all of these things need to be in place. They need to be going. So the pressure's on. So, you know, it's more important than ever to be doing things like these cold chills and the Wim Hof breathing because what they seem to do for me is it's just like a, re- it's like a reset. It's what it feels like. It just, like, gets your body to go, oh, actually, everything's fine. And to be able to start from that point of going, everything's fine, makes it a hell of a lot easier to get things done. So that sound means that we've uh, got through the 20 minutes of our Pomodoro, which doesn't include your little music interludes, which you're also going to get to enjoy. Um, But it means we're at the time to sum and wrap things up. So, yeah, so I've gone through the Patreon tiers. Uh, I do have an Instagram account open and a Facebook page. I need to put some content on it, um, basic content. This is the other thing we need to decide is, you know, I don't like people that advertise all the time. So, you know, do I advertise on Instagram and Facebook each episode each week? Or do we maybe find like a little quote of what the episode's about so that we're advertising the episode, but it's with a different kind of like a a quote from it each time? It could be that, something that ties into the show notes. So it's a bit different, so it's not too annoying. Um, so there's all these options. And then there's this uh, website called Hootsuite, which I did have a little look at, and I believe you can use it to tie in multiple accounts and tie in, say, Instagram and Facebook together and then post these things in the same time. And so, yeah, so this is something that's uh, 
I've not yet fully planned out. And that's it's, the thing is, these things are kind of a whole job on their own. You could have someone whose full time job it is to manage just a, maybe an Instagram account or just a Facebook account. Um, so it's a bit tricky. I just need to sort of roll things out slowly. And, and what I don't want to do is say, hey, look at this, give me lots of money, because it's just, no. I, what I want to say is, here's my project. If you find value in it, please, please, please think about um, signing up to one of the Patreon tiers because that will get you some more value. On the Patreon tiers, uh, I'm going to create uh, exclusive Patreon only. You're not going to see them anywhere else, just Patreon only exclusive episodes about about other songs. Um, uh, my plan is for that is to show you know the song in full on the Playing With Songs channel, but just the song only. And perhaps just the song acoustically of uh, perhaps some more recent songs I've written uh, or in the process of writing, the one I mentioned uh, that I'm using the lyrics uh, that my friend wrote. And so then that way you've got like a bit of a teaser, there's the song just acoustic, and then you can go away and get, well, I guess if we can keep the same format going, it'll ideally be like a Playing With Songs episode going through the song um, and building up the instruments and things like that, and then another one saying how to sing and play it. Um, and this is a song that is currently I only have a verse done and a bit beginning to work on the chorus. So we may even make this episode even more special for Patreon and begin creating the episode at this point to follow where I've got to, how I've got to where I've got to now and then how I get through the song as it goes on. Um, so it could be quite a different kind of episode. Perhaps it will build through acoustic and then add instruments, or perhaps we'll add instruments even though we've only got a verse. So there's lots of options available. But either way, that's going to be a Patreon-exclusive episode. That's going to be a song called Love Seasons. So you'll get to see that. And that will release... Uh, these bonus episodes will be every two months. So it'll be every two months from May the 3rd, which means that episode will release... Uh, May, June, July, um, because I'm not in a position to have enough content to keep churning it out too fast. So I'm keeping my commitments low so that I'm able to achieve it, because soon I'll be doing a show every night, uh, working away, and it's going to be a bit more tricky to fit these things in. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, in the long term, I do. There's also my friend Yulia, who, who wrote the song, is going to collaborate more in the show and perhaps make her own episodes um, in time uh, and that's going to make things easier and I guess as this as this broadens out um, I want this to be a, a bit of a format you know that other people could do and other people could use so if other people want to reach out to me um, that would be wonderful and we can collaborate um, together and make shows together which should be lovely and that will make the content creation a bit a bit smoother because until I get to a point where I have enough Patreon support of like a minimum of a thousand pounds a month um, until then I have to keep working I have to keep doing other jobs once we get to that point where it's a thousand maybe we can cut things down I mean when it gets to closer to two thousand we'll probably be in a much better position to uh, do more full playing with songs episodes because I'll be able to get more equipment that's going to make it quicker to film you see because at the moment um there's a lot of sort of setting things up, putting things down, setting things up, putting things down. If I could have like a room, it doesn't have to be a fancy studio, but with everything constantly set up, then that just reduces some of the barriers. So we've got um, three seconds left. Oh, here we go. Oh, so I should be finished now. We'll, we'll take another little break and then we'll wrap things up properly. 
So uh, I hope you've enjoyed the journey so far, and I hope you enjoyed the first song I've put together. Um, that was quite a fun song, and I, you know I do really love a lot of punk rock. I used to really love Blink-182 growing up, and so I think there's a lot of influences from there. And when I wrote that song, Today is the Day, um, I sort of deliberately tried to make it simple so I could remember it. I think I wrote it in about half hour, um, and then I played it on my friend's birthday, and I thought I want to make this like quite straightforward so I can remember it and play it. Um, so I did, which was good. And then for the Playing With Songs episode... I went through and made it as difficult as I could to uh, play on the guitar. I didn't make it hugely more difficult to sing, but made it a lot more difficult to play. And that was great, you know. I mean, I, I quite like that. It's quite fun, you know, pushing yourself just beyond your limit each time and continually pushing yourself beyond your limit. Because I think in time, you get to a point where then when you relax back to a... It's like, so like, again, it's like the barometer thing. It's like, that's the limit and you push 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 and then i think the values of the barometer literally eventually go up and then maybe you'll you'll really then when you relax a bit more perhaps you're starting there when you know before i would start a bit so okay so for the audio listeners before maybe i'd start low and then i push to high and then when i relax i just start low again and that's kind of what feels like is happening now. But I know if I keep doing this process, eventually, as I keep pushing high, maybe my starting point will become a bit more medium. And I know it's a bit abstract, but I guess what I mean in that is things like timing um, and the feel of, of songs and, and staying in the groove and things like that and, and learning how to fret things more accurately. Because I've done a lot of fiddling with these guitars and lower the action a lot and then raise the action and... I think they kind of need setting up again now that I've learned a bit more about playing the guitar. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've got something out of it. And I, I do apologise for talking about things that uh, maybe we don't all want to dwell on all of the time. But um, I'd like to think that I've talked about them in a rather productive way and offered um, solutions that have worked for myself and ones that I would recommend others seeking out and, and researching. But if you do decide to give Wim Hof a go, do be very careful, be very cautious, um, because it is putting your body into a, a big state of shock, and, and with the cold, it can be easily to become hypothermic. So, you know, do read into it thoroughly and be very careful. And if you've got any blood pressure issues I'd be cautious but you know provided you're healthy and you go at it slowly and you don't push yourself it can be a huge benefit a huge benefit really give you a peace of mind back okay so until next time have a lovely lovely week take very good care of yourself and goodbye